0: to Still Buffering, A Cross-Generational Guide
1: to the Culture That Made Us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy.
2: And I'm Taylor Smurl.
1: Uh, so we continue with Halloween and costumes, at least here at our house. We're we continuing to find new costumes for every Halloween event. We cannot wear the same thing twice. Of course. I was just, Yeah, I'm just speaking of Charlie at this point. Cooper will dress as Sam from Trick or Treat or Lil' punket. As she calls him for everything.
0: Is she wearing that for trick or treat? Mm-hmm.
1: Um, which is be great because yeah, well, it's gonna be chilly, and it's a it's very warm, and it's kind of baggy. It's like a big one piece baggy suit, so we can put stuff under it to layer. Um, I don't think she'll wear the head the whole time. I can't imagine, but it'll be pretty funny if she does. Yeah, she did at our Halloween party that we have had that we had the other night she waited by the door like standing very still with the mask and everything on and she was standing right next to like a teeny little sam that we had gotten at the halloween store so she stood right next to it and held a bowl of candy and when people walked in they thought she was some sort of like stand-up decoration thing because we have a lot of those and then she would jump at them oh my gosh she's she scared the crap out of so many people I mean legitimately made adults scream it's perfect she tried to get into position like two hours before the party started (laughs) I was like honey you don't want to stand there for two hours she has no concept of time and she was like it'll be fine watch one two done I was like no 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 not how hours work no Uh, Charlie on the other hand needs a different costume for every event and she likes to change her mind twenty minutes before and then look at me and say, Make it happen. <laughs> You're mm-hmm. the mom. Get the costume. Make it happen. As you do. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. I I made her decide before she left for school today, so we at least had the school day to figure it out as opposed to what she normally does, which is like twenty minutes before we go trick or treating. She goes, You know, I think I'm
0: gonna do something else. Now, you say that like you don't think she's going to do that
1: anyways. I know. Whatever we get her, she's not. <laughs> she's not going to be She The other day before uh, the Halloween party, she was going to wear her share from Clueless costume. And then she said, no, I already wore that to something else, so I can't wear it again. And then she eventually settled on Taylor Swift. So we were able to throw together a Taylor Swift costume pretty easily. But prior to Taylor Swift, she wanted to be, she said, here's my idea. I need a crown and a steak costume and a sash that says Miss Steak. Get it? It'll be like a joke.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, pretty funny.
1: <laughs> well, but like this was like an hour before the party and I was like, well, hun, I can totally help you with a crown. We have lots of those in the playroom. I could make you a sash that says Miss Steak. I could pull that off where do I get you a steak <laughs> costume within the next hour did she have any thoughts as to that or none no yeah I was like do you even have like a what would I make it out of she was like well do we have anything that's kind of red like any anything that's kind of red I could not just make a big steak costume I don't I don't even if I had the time, I wouldn't be able to do that. I would suck at that, but certainly not with an hour.
0: <laughs> well, so she's got we, she's got big dreams.
1: So we went with a we went with a Taylor Swift with the white t-shirt with words on it and the black hat. Uh-huh. That one uh-huh. that Taylor Swift She had friendship bracelets, too. Yes. So, I don't know. I I suppose that worked. She did get a little upset because I didn't have any red heart-shaped sunglasses. I just had pink heart-shaped sunglasses. Yeah. It gets it across the same. She also hated all my black hats that I offered. And so she called mom and was like, Mimi, I need a black hat. And here's what it has to look like so mom spray painted one of her hats black i mean it I looks know. good it worked But I, just, I told mom i was like you didn't have to spray paint your own hat she was like, it was no big deal committed to the bit mm-hmm. but uh yeah so i don't know i don't know what we'll end up with tonight we did the school trunk treat yesterday um and, but those, co- you know, we can't wear that costume again. So, of course, I'm I'm always shocked at how many elementary school kids come dressed as something terrifying.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I mean, Cooper does. Cooper comes dressed as. There were several little punkets there. That's really funny. I wouldn't have. And there's that. like, there's like the one where they've turned the little suit into a dress. So there were some girls with like the little punket dress on.
0: Mm-hmm. I remember there seeing was, that at the Halloween store and Cooper was like, mm, nah, just little
1: punk kid. There were some Chuckies and some scary clowns, some like Pennywise-esque looking clowns. And I'm just like, the, you are elementary school.
0: There was always one every year when I was in elementary school that would have on the ghost face mask, but it was the mm-hmm. one that had like, it, it had like the blood on the inside of it. So like you could press a button and it like had blood dripping down the mask. Yeah. Um. Um, There was always at least one like that in elementary school and it used to scare the crap out of me.
1: Year before last, I think that's when it was, or was it last year? I feel like it was year before last. There were like so many Squid Games kids. And that (laughs) really surprised me how many elementary school kids were big enough fans of Squid Games, like had seen Squid Games, I guess. Do you think they'd seen it or do you think
0: they just saw like memes or pictures on the internet? I hope. I don't know. There's but no then, way they watched all the Squid well,
1: Games. Well, but you know, but then like stuff happens. Like Mr. Beast makes a Squid Games, you know. Mm, and so yeah. like my kids have never seen the show, mm-hmm. but they saw when Mr. Beast recreate- recreated it, so they would know all the imagery, you know. That makes sense. So I don't know. Did you see Mr. Beast is in some drama? No. He's in some.
0: He's in some drama. Oh no. Um. He. Uh. It's a very long story. Basically, he did like a creator games kind of thing. Like it was a bunch of like mm-hmm. little games they did with a bunch of famous YouTubers to raise money for um, charity. And one of the women on it was Ro- Rosanna Pancino who did Nerdy Nummies, does Nerdy Nummies online um, and has for a very long time and has like a Food Network show. And they did Hide and Seek in SoFi Stadium. So it was like a big Hide and Seek. And she came in third, but he edited the final three in the um, actual video that was posted to make it look like she got out like way before she ever did and put Logan Paul ahead of her instead. So.
1: So the controversy is about a hide and seek
0: game? Yeah, but he changed the top three. There were two people in the top three that
1: he took out of there that were just edited out of the video.
2: This is a very serious problem.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I can't imagine this is, like, cancel-level controversy.
0: He, you know, has that thing about everything he does is, like, keeping it real and it's all authentic Uh, or whatever. So, more so people just, like, well, if you change out something that small is all that he does, you know. Mm. Authentic.
1: I don't know. I, I mean... I like that he gives a lot of stuff away Like money and stuff Sometimes those videos are nice But I never know how to feel about it Because then there are other ones where it's like Just blowing stuff up
0: Yeah I gotta keep those kids entertained well, Your kids love it
1: I know I know they like all that <laughs> stuff I just don't I don't like watching stuff blow up So it's hard for me to understand what Why we I do not find that enjoyable
0: It's fair Yeah you're also an adult. I don't know if you're exactly his target audience.
1: I do not believe I am. <laughs> I think I am absolutely... I don't... Th- here's here's a true fact, and this is not making any statement about myself. I'm just offering a true fact. I don't watch YouTube. The only reason I look on YouTube is if I'm like trying to find some, well maybe something for this show that I can't find elsewhere. Or if I'm trying to show the girls something from like... When I was a kid, like, oh, here's, like, a commercial or something. Um, but I am probably on YouTube maybe an average of once a week, maybe. If that. Well, that may be a generational thing. I, I maybe, well, no, because Justin's on YouTube all the time. Well. So, I don't know. I, I just... I, it's weird like I think the kids would live on YouTube if they could Justin is always looking I don't like to watch videos of stuff if I can read articles about them so I never search for information on YouTube I search for information in written in text form I don't know maybe it's a learning difference I don't like to watch videos to learn things mm.
0: I just always like having something visual on in the background whatever I'm doing
1: mm. I don't know It's it's just a I don't know I I never, so I don't have like YouTube things. I don't know what would be aimed at me. My algorithm has no idea what I'm into. No.
0: We're just searching for things for this show and Mm -hmm. probably Taylor Swift songs and other things that your kids want. Yeah. So.
1: My algorithm is just Charlie and Cooper mashed together.
0: So it's their algorithm.
1: (laughs) Yeah. TikTok knows me though. YouTube doesn't know who I am, but TikTok knows me.
0: TikTok knows this all. Mm-hmm.
1: But uh, anyway, for our spooky season, Taylor, you spick- you p- you picked a spooky movie.
2: Uh, I did. Um, I picked two uh, thousands Ginger Snaps, which is a uh, it's a werewolf movie, um, but it's uh, I guess unique in the genre because it's got two girls as the lead. Usually, it's a a man going through the horrible trend transformation into a werewolf so this one's unique I really I like the I like everything about this movie it's a weird one and it's dark and I have to rewatch it I was like this is also really sad but it's good hopefully mm-hmm. you liked it
1: no it was very good it was one that I don't know why I hadn't watched it it was always one of those on lists when like every year we're looking at lists of scary movies we should watch it was always on the list and for some reason it just had never been the one I had chosen so so I was glad for the excuse to to pick it and watch it. Because I had heard it was good. I had read articles about how it was good. But um, but yeah. No I really enjoyed it. It is sad. But like. I think it's. It makes sense. I feel like. It's saying a lot about like. I don't know. Growing up. Puberty. Some stuff about womanhood. And change. And you know. So like. Mm. I think it makes sense. And all the. Like the. You know it fits. It's fitting. Even though it's sad.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I'd i never seen it either. Um, but it kind of reminded me of Jennifer's body in a way, just, I don't know, maybe it's because it was two female leads in Jennifer's body as well. And that seems unusual in the horror genre, um, especially of, of that era, but yeah, yeah I really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it,
2: and anytime you get like yeah a, a woman in a horror movie, that's not either the like final girl formula or just, you know, sexy girl that dies. It's. Mm-hmm. I think it's. It's unfortunately a standout. Or it gets possessed. I guess women get possessed a lot.
1: So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and they play with it because, like, s- she is s- sometimes the sexy girl. Yeah. Ginger. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like she is at times that. Um, and I guess she's uh, she's not possessed, but like you could see that as sort of a kind of thing, but also. She's kind of grotesque at times. She's not always sexy, <laughs> and certainly by the ending, like she's not supposed to be. It's supposed to be scary and horrifying and everything.
2: Yeah, yeah. The the, the basic premise for those unfamiliar is yeah. there's two sisters in a small town, and they're kind of kind of gothy, kind of like you know macabre, and uh, one of them gets bit by a werewolf, and the other one is trying to. Both keep her from killing people and also find a way to save her and uh it all takes place of course in a high school setting, so you know, lots of lots of teenage tropes abound.
1: Um, they're very, they're so gothy that they have like a suicide pact.
2: Yeah, the and they they do like a whole art project where they photograph themselves faking various suicides. Uh <laughs>
1: That yeah, that took me a minute to figure out if it was all part of the art project, and then like, oh no, they actually oh they're actually gonna kill themselves um which is sad, and I don't know I don't know that I fully are we supposed to fully understand why they want to die
2: um I mean, I think it's it's supposed to just be that they're too sort of you know death obsessed gothy teenagers and you know that's just some of us go through that phase I know some people do other things with their teenage years but some of us go oh this is awful please let me out
1: yeah well I just didn't know if there was I, I was thinking like it's yes of course it is normal to be a gloomy moody depressed teenager that is part of it um, but not usually to make a suicide pact
2: well, well. I mean, I think it's. I mean, I also think it's played a bit for laughs in that you know, you see their parents and their home life, and it seems pretty normal, pretty, pretty pleasant.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and then you know, it's just they're teenagers. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Um, and I definitely think some of the changes, like after Ginger gets bitten by the werewolf and starts going through changes, like. It's very much supposed to be, like, akin to puberty. I mean, she gets her period. I guess that's still her period, or is that the werewolf, or is it both?
2: No, because she gets her period before she gets bitten by a werewolf. Oh,
1: is that before?
2: Yeah, it's right before.
1: That's what attracts it, right? It's like sharks, yeah. like oh, blood. Oh, that's right, that's right, yeah. 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 But, I mean, definitely, that's, you know... and And I think that part of, like... I thought it was interesting that when they go to the school nurse at one point, because yes, she's menstruating. So she's bleeding and she's bleeding a lot, which is upsetting to her. Um, but also she has hair growing out of the scratches on her shoulder. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and so they go to the school nurse to say like, Hey, is this normal? And the nurse is like, Oh, hair, bleeding, cramps, all normal, all normal. Um, Which is true in the sense that, like, certain, you know, I mean, like, she's giving somewhat accurate information, but she's also just, like, dismissing their concerns and not really hearing them out, which I thought was very well done because it's, like, a very typical teen experience to feel like the adults dismiss everything you're going through as, like, oh, yeah, that's what everybody goes through. Oh, yeah, I went through that. Oh, that's totally normal. Oh, whatever. You know, oh, you'll get over it. And doesn't really hear them out that, like, well, no, this is something different.
2: Yeah. Well, and that the idea that, you know, they kind of, well, not, not so much uh, Bridget, but Ginger's like, well, maybe it is just that. Like, that, you know, the idea of puberty is so unknown and monstrous. It's like, okay, maybe this is fine. It's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> maybe this is what you go through. Yeah. Um, I did think it was interesting, like, when Ginger has sex with a guy and then he catches it that way I thought that was an interesting idea of how the werewolf virus (laughs) I guess is transmitted
2: well and then and it is kind of a like the fact that then he like he gets a bunch of acne and he's like becomes hyper aggressive and kind Mm -hmm. of a I mean he was already kind of a a jerk but even more so like you know werewolf movies play with they don't there's definitely always like a kind of a like an animalistic sexual edge to a lot of them, but I think that this is the one that points directly at puberty as the the fanciful parallel, and I thought that was kind of funny, is this is what the the boy werewolf is like. The girl werewolf is just, like, becoming, like, more, like, sexy and dangerous, and the the boy's like, awkward and weird.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good point. I hadn't really thought about that. He does get what looks like acne all over his face. Mm-hmm. That's weird. I hadn't considered that. Now, and the, okay, and then there's the whole side plot where we're coming up with a cure for werewolves. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know if this is just
2: a staple of like 90s and early 2000s horror movies uh, where you get a lot of like the helpful drug dealer <laughs>
1: character.
2: Yeah. I really, I don't know, that's fine. Uh, yeah, there's a, like a, 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 I guess an older kid that hangs around the high schoolers, which looking back is a little, a little weird. But uh, but for some reason, gets roped into helping the sisters discover uh, a cure, which is wolf spain. Mm-hmm. Shooting up wolf spain, I don't know. It's a,
1: well, it works. Yeah, for the guy-ish.
2: Sort that's, of. Yeah, it works guess, for him.
1: Yeah, it works for him. Um, because first they try. I like the way. So they decide silver. You know, obviously, we know that silver bullets. We know that that's like a. You, that's how you kill a werewolf. And so the idea that, like, you could neutralize it or something with silver, and the way they represent that is she pierces Ginger's belly button (laughs) with a silver ring, which is very of the moment. Like, it's the year 2000, we're getting a belly button ring, that's perfect. That's, yes, of course, that is the way that would manifest. Yeah. Uh, But that doesn't work. I thought that was weird. I thought it would at least, like, burn or hurt or something. I mean, I,
2: I guess, I guess the uh, because I was thinking even like the Wolfsbane, it does work on the the boy, but there is there is a sequel to this movie. Not not quite as good, I don't think, but um, continues the story. And uh, you you see that it actually doesn't work in the long run. It, it suppresses the symptoms for a while, but it doesn't work in the long run. So it does kind of have like w- whatever it is that turns into a werewolf is has an inevitability attached to it. Which I think also kind of a lot of werewolf movies have that, like there's no escape from it, you know. Yeah. Like also, also again a parallel, like adulthood, you know, yeah, becoming someone. I think a lot of us have those thoughts when we're kids, like, oh no, what if I'm this kind of adult or that kind of adult? You know, there's something very scary about growing up, but I think that it's still an inevitability.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and it was very specifically something that the sisters in this movie didn't want to experience. Mm-hmm. like whatever it was good bad and different they had made it very clear that they were not going to live to see it and so i guess that's a sp- that's even added to the dread if it's like well i didn't want to experience this and now this is what it's like yeah um did it they- is ginger alive in the sequel
2: no uh she is she, she's in the movie she's like a sort of a, a ghostly specter that's advising bridget as mm. bridget uh you know tries to manage her
1: werewolf werewolf transformation yeah, yeah. i mean because uh, that was the ending appears like obviously we're spoiling the movie but the ending appears like ginger dies i assumed that that is what that is what happened yeah
2: yeah there is a very strange prequel that also exists where they like go back in time and it's the same two actresses but it's, like, in the 1800s. I don't really know what that movie's doing exactly.
1: (laughs) They go back to the 1800s?
2: Yeah, well, it's, like, they don't time travel. Like, it's just set back then, and it's, like, this is the origin. But I don't know if it's the... the, That's a weird destiny. Like, you're always going to be sisters, and one of you is always going to be a werewolf. I don't know. That's your fate.
1: (laughs) Well, I don't know. I saw that there was a sequel, but I didn't see the prequel.
2: Yeah. 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 The, the sequel picks it up pretty much right at the end of the first one, but the, uh, the prequel does its own thing.
1: Um, I thought it was an interesting point where the mom finally tries to help out, like gets involved and isn't just dismissing it as like a period or whatever, or, you know, your sister's growing up, like this is normal and that kind of stuff. And when she offers to like, let's burn the house down,
2: I The the mom character is, I think, one of the funniest parts of this movie because, you know, they present her at first as, like, oh, just, you know, she's this really, like, classic suburban mom, doesn't understand her kids, like, mm-hmm. really uptight, and then when she discovers the remnants of one of the victims of Ginger, this missing girl that was, she, she, well, accidentally killed, it was, you know, it wasn't exactly a murder, but... The mom is just right or die immediately. Like, all right, here's the plan. We're, g- we're going to burn the house down with your father in it and start all over again because my daughter's committed a murder. So she says that like line where like, I was OK with you leaving me, but no one's going to take you from me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I you thought- can go, but they're not going to arrest you. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Well, I thought that was pretty telling. I mean, it, especially if we're kind of continuing this metaphor when she says like. It's my fault. Like, of course mm. it is. Like, they'll blame me. It's my fault. That's what it... I don't know. It felt very, like... Uh, I understand what you mean. Like, as a woman, as a mom, like, if you're... Especially, like, ha, being a mom, having kids. If if my kids do something, the, the assumption is always, like, well, what did your mom not teach you or whatever? Dads rarely get the blame yeah. for that stuff. It's usually... Like I felt very seen in that moment like oh yeah. Yeah, I'd get blamed for that. Like why are your <laughs> why are your children turning into werewolves and massacring people probably because you didn't I don't know, feed them enough vegetables or put them to bed on time or <laughs> you, yeah. you you should have sleep trained them. <laughs> Something. I don't know. I feel like that that was a very important cultural moment for me like yep, that's how it goes. It's probably your fault. But yeah, well, that
2: definitely, there are a lot of beats like that, that I think that are very weird. Like it's a I don't know if I could call it a feminist werewolf movie. I don't think it I don't think it's trying to be empowering. I think it's just trying to to, to interact directly with the problems that women face, because even like when Ginger starts to transform right after she hooks up with the dude and then she's mm-hmm. saying like, oh, he's going to tell everyone that I'm a freak. And her sister says, well, we'll say the same thing about him. And she said, well, it doesn't work like that. Like that's just like that. That dialogue is not necessary in any way other than just to make a point. Like that's how it works, just for women in general, you know. Yeah. What the man says, it goes. You know, mm-hmm. you're you, you don't have a chance.
1: Yeah. No, I definitely think it's like it, it 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 isn't empowering about any of those issues, but it is just acknowledging them. That man, that is very of a time. That is a very nineties early 2000s like we will acknowledge a lot of these issues but we don't really know how to fix them yet so we don't really know how to you know it's hard for us to criticize it too much because we don't know what the answer is but we do know this is a problem
2: well it's yeah i mean i I think it's the same you know you mentioned jennifer's body and it's the idea that like i was bummed at the end of jennifer's body that as evil as jennifer was i didn't want her to die because so much of that movie was about how you know, something horrible happened to her that was out of her control, and now she has to be punished for it. And you wanted some sort of like, you wanted a redemption for Jennifer. And mm-hmm. th- I felt the same at the end with Ginger. Like, yeah, but come on, she didn't do any of this to herself. Like, you know, she she was attacked. These things happened to her. Mm-hmm. Does she have to like be punished? So it's like you know, you didn't get that like whatever that I think that feminist ending, which would be is like, and now they roam the countryside sister and werewolf <laughs> punishing bad men <laughs> like, we didn't get that
1: that would be the movie if they made it today maybe uh, yeah
2: i think there is a there was a, a tv series in the works as of like 2020 something but
1: oh yeah yeah oh i didn't know that no, for some reason, I didn't. It took me like halfway through the movie to understand the title.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a great title. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, It sounds like, oh, it's cute, sexy. Little, oh, Ginger snaps. Like, no, Ginger, she snaps. She snaps.
1: That's what, <laughs> I mean, it was really, I was like, oh, that's why it's called that. Because I was looking at the sister going, well, she doesn't have red hair. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It took me a bit to figure that out. I thought that too. I thought it's like about cute little girls and they call them gender snaps and I'm like, oh no, no, that's not what this is about. Yeah. Yeah, I had that same thought. No, but I, and I do think, I do think like it's important that even though you don't get that sort of like feminist triumphant, like there is no redemption. You know, society creates this monster and then punishes the monster. Um, That's like a classic, I mean, I get that that is the classic monster story, right? Like, to show us that we are the problem, but we don't get the blame. It's the same kind of idea. Like, um, the man gets infected and, I mean, in this movie, gets away. Gets away with it. Like, he's fine. You know, he doesn't pay for it. Um, He gets fixed, you know, by a woman. (laughs) Right. Uh, Even after he attacks her.
2: Well, even the initial, like, the initial, you know fight like because it's the <laughs> the helpful drug dealer describes that it was human remains that were on his, his bumper mm-hmm. you know after because he's the one that runs over the werewolf that attacks Ginger by accident um, and that it was a male werewolf so it's even that like two girls out late at night at like a park and mm-hmm. you know one of them's attacked and that ruins her life and that's unfortunately again like a parallel that
1: mm-hmm. you know yep and she is called names throughout the movie and blamed and when yeah when she starts going through puberty and becomes more adult and mature and presents herself that way, she's criticized for it and I mean I think I don't know I, it's sad, but it's also like well, that is it's true yeah,
2: I think it's even the way that they do and i I love the like the makeup effects in this like the practical effects are really good any any movie that just leans into practical effects 100% is always going to have my heart um but the way that they age her i think is interesting too cuz like as she starts to transform into a werewolf ostensibly right at first she's she's sexier right like mm-hmm. oh now she's not wearing her big hoodie and she's like got a midriff mm-hmm. but she also starts to get gray hair and that You know, she starts to get a little bit more like she has like a shriveled, like weird chest piece on. Mm -hmm. It's almost like this incredible fleeting transformation from like, you know, young girl, sexy lady. And now you're like an evil old crone, which Mm -hmm. is just happens so fast. And then she's useless and she's dead, which I think also is purposeful, I'd say, in the makeup.
1: Yeah. No, that's true. Like how
2: fleeting a, a woman's usefulness in life can feel. Mm
1: hmm. Yeah, yeah. You get one little moment where everybody notices you before they start criticizing you, and then you're old, and then they're done with you. Yeah. Or you can become, I guess, the mom character and get blamed for everything. Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I thought um, I like. I appreciate a movie with a lot of gore. I like the gore. It was a pretty bloody it's, film.
2: I guess it's, it's good to, to mention that yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of more than I remember, dead dogs in this movie. It's a lot oh. of a lot of pet dog slaughter.
1: <laughs> that is a good thing to warn people about. I'm, I'm yeah. assuming it's because uh, there's that website you can check to make sure. Yeah, does the dog die?
2: That's just a comment. This this is a neighborhood that's plagued with werewolves, so I guess werewolves feed on dogs when they mm-hmm. can't get to people.
1: But yeah, yeah, if that is something that upsets you, this is not the movie for you because that is definitely, which I understand. Like for me, it's dead it's it's kids for me it's when kids get killed mm. can't handle that not that I want to, I'm not saying I want to watch movies where dogs get killed I'm not I'm not saying like I enjoy that I, just, I can handle a movie where a dog gets killed I can't handle a movie where a kid gets killed
2: everybody's got their their things <laughs> uh, for me I know I feel bad saying this but it's like with the dogs I'm like that's sad I don't like that but when it's a cat I'm like I don't know if I can watch this
1: yeah See, I can, I mean, I love cats, but I can I can handle it. It's just the kid thing. That's the one that just, like, turned the movie off, done, walking away. That's why I didn't watch that new Evil Dead movie.
2: Yeah, I guess that's fair. It was very good, though. But they're, they're, they're teenagers. I don't know. What's the, <laughs> what is that stuff?
1: But, listen, I made it, like, we made it, like, 20 minutes in or something like that, and I paused it, and I looked at Justin, and I was like, some of these kids are going to die. I don't know how many, but some of them are going to die. I guarantee you, I can just tell in this, like the trajectory of this film, these children will not all live. And he was like, they're not going to kill kids. I was like, they're going to kill kids. We cannot watch this movie. And he did a quick, like, hold on, let me Google. And then he was like, okay, you're right. Let's turn it off. <laughs> like, okay, I don't want to know anything else. I don't want to know anything else. Just turn it off.
2: Yeah. I think you have to know that going into an Evil Dead movie. Well, you know, and I think Evil Dead has the same inevitability and, like, you know, like once you're once you're deadite, it's real hard to not be deadite. Uh Similar with a werewolf, you know, mm-hmm. there's the you don't you can't get out of this. Maybe you get lucky to be like an Oz type werewolf where you have friends that are willing to chain you up at the full moon, but yeah. it will always be a part of you. And I think that's like I love the body horror genre. And this is not I do not think in any way this movie, you know, that came out. 23 years ago was trying to engage it all with like any sort of a I think it was definitely engaging with a a, a feminist narrative
1: mm-hmm. Very but much I think
2: so. body horror appeals I've had this conversation with other trans people how it's like just the idea that your body's gonna do things that you can't stop and it's gonna make you not yourself is terrifying but it's our lived experience You're just stuck with it. So it's like you find comfort in movies like this, like because you see yourself in a character that is changing in ways that they don't want and that it's not them, but you can do nothing to stop it Mm -hmm. and no one listens to you.
1: Well, I I mean, I don't think you're off base, though. I mean, yes, it was year 2000 and we weren't having as many conversations about that back then, but I don't think you're totally off base with that analogy. I do think there's some like meaning that I think it was a little bit intentional. I think that that is in there a little bit intentionally because I thought that in the scene where they're um, taping down her tail.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: That felt to me like they're intentionally drawing some parallels there, you know, because she was uncomfortable. It it didn't feel good. I mean, like you look at the tape and you're like, that's on your skin. Like it looks yeah. like, but, but it's what, you know, and her sister's helping her do it. I don't know. That to me felt like, they knew the imagery that they were evoking with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, like, yeah, like
2: getting hairy. She she mm-hmm. grows a, a tail that, you know, she, in her kind of like weakest moment, wants to just cut off. And that's very, it's a kind of a violent scene. I, I, that would be, I would love to hear, like, from a writer's perspective of, in, that we're engaged in this film. Mm-hmm. Like, did you, is that, were <laughs> you, you talking about that? Like, mm-hmm. two kids that are just siblings and we're the same. There's nothing different about us. And then one of them goes through puberty, and it's like, oh no, now you're something completely different. Like mm-hmm. that, you know. Yeah, that could that could engage easily with with a, a trans narrative, even if it's not intentional? It's definitely there.
1: Yeah, I I I feel like somebody in the room knew that that was that wasn't the whole story, but that is an aspect of it for sure. I I yeah. I don't know. To me, because I picked up on that, and I don't know, it felt a little bit intentional to me. Um. But I don't know, Uh, Riley, do you feel like it's a different kind of feminism than in art today? Because it's not it's not really a feminism that you grew up with.
0: You know, I think it's definitely different. Um, I think that you definitely have more female centric and female led storylines in media today. I think you have more female protagonists, antagonists, you know, stories that are more accurate to the female experience and feel less like women written by men. Um, which obviously you still had, you know, female characters, like, in this movie back then. But I think the key difference was that then they still affected by, like, male narratives in some way. And I feel like now you see a lot more movies, maybe not even just horror movies, where, like, it's totally removed from any sort of male story or, like, romantic story. Um, But I do like that this kind of utilizes that more in, like, the, the... terror way of like passing on the werewolf ism mm-hmm. um to a to a male instead of using that to like you know just make a character appealing or or sexy or whatever
1: i mean i do like the idea that women like we can be terrifying if we want maybe that's a good lesson for mm-hmm. <laughs> don't cross us or we'll eat you
0: Well, I do like, I feel like you, and we've talked about it here before, I feel like that's a little bit more present in the rebooted Scream movies um, Mm -hmm. with one of the main characters. They're both female, but one of them being the daughter of Billy Loomis, and she, you know, kills the murderers when they're attacking her, but also, like, kind of likes it, and kind of has Billy Loomis, like, over her shoulder the whole time. She's a dark passenger. You should kill more people. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I kind of like that because, you know, she... She's a woman who is a little bit scary. Um,
2: yeah. Well, and like the the, the fem succubus character is not is not new, but they rarely get humanization. So mm-hmm. when you, you make a point of that, I do think it stands out.
1: Yeah. And I uh, I don't know. I guess. I, and I guess I was thinking about like it hasn't changed. There's still a lot. I was thinking about the movie Promising Young Woman. Mm-hmm. You all ever mm-hmm. see that movie? Yeah. And, like, the idea of, like, she gets revenge, but she still dies. I don't know. I th- I think that's still a very powerful narrative in these stories. Like, y- if you want to get back at men, you can, but you, you might have to sacrifice your whole self. You might. So I don't know if that's winning or losing, you know. Or is it a tie? I don't know. I feel like that's still a very powerful story because it's not easy. To stand up and you know fight back you you do lose in that battle
2: yeah I think it's rare that you get I mean I, I was I was thinking about this I rewatched uh, another I almost, I almost picked this movie set except for it's too recent so it doesn't really count as my generation but uh, there's this newer movie cam and uh, it's the the final girl is a sex worker and it's not it's just, that just happens to be her job and I, I love it it's it's one of my favorite recent horror movies. But I was just like, it's so rare you get a woman in a horror movie that is the survivor that isn't the sort of virginal character that doesn't pay some horrible toll. Like mm-hmm. it's, that is kind of a, a hard, and I mean, granted horror movies, not that many people walk away, but I think because of the years of the sort of rules of horror movies that like, s- sexy girls have to die, like, I think that there's a little bit of a like a a, a uh make good <laughs> the yeah. horror genre owes women
1: well no i do th- I do think that's true um and it's hard because horror is the way that we like express and and turn into like we we make a metaphor out of like real societal ills and fears right. and and things like that, so like it makes sense that they're telling negative or sad stories through the horror genre because it's very well suited for that but Yes, I do think it's time for redemption, but, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I'm glad that I finally got the opportunity to watch it because I. It was really. It was on like my list for the last several years. Like, oh, why haven't I seen that movie? And then I don't know. We'd end up watching a bunch of new stuff, and then it was. At once November comes, I start losing my scary movie itch. Oh man! I don't I, know.
2: I. It's, I I don't feel like, I mean, my my hor- my Halloween decorations don't go away. I just add to them every October, mm. and then they stay up for another year. So I, I don't know. I don't go through <laughs> the need for, I, I have like a, a little a dollar store across the street from me now, and they just switched over to, to Christmas decorations and I was just so sad when I walked in. I'm like, I'm not ready. No, none of not this, yet. please. Like, I this is still Halloween, and I'm angry that there aren't still weird Halloween decorations here.
1: I'm going to be really sad to take down Lewis.
2: Just put a Christmas hat on him.
1: We could. We could try to dress him up as, as Christmas Lewis.
2: Yeah, I know a lot of people do that with their, their giant skeletons.
1: Could do that. Because that's the only one. I mean, I don't mind taking down our inflatables, but I will miss our... Or Lewis this year? No, just give him a jacket
0: and a Santa hat.
1: The, He's not like other Jack o The the little son of Lewis that they sold at Target that we got because Cooper insisted. Cooper now keeps with her in her room, so I guess that one will stay.
2: Son of Lewis.
1: There, there's like this little pumpkin head thing in a black cloak that they were selling right next to Lewis, and it looks like a Similar but shrunken version. Like it doesn't. All it does is its face lights up. It has a little switch on the back, and its face lights up, and it just hangs. Like it hangs from a little hook. And nice. We got it because Cooper like loved it and was like, "It's look, it's his son." (laughs) And I was like, "Okay." And she at first took him out and like hung him off of Lewis's hand, so it looks like he was holding him up, like my son. Um. But then it was raining, and she was worried that something would happen to him, so she brought him into her room and has kept him there all, all Halloween season. <laughs> nice. So I guess he'll be staying, is what I'm saying. He, he, I can't. He's just now part of the family.
2: The permanent collection.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You could have a whole theme because now there's that new. Somebody posted a video of it. It's a Jack Frost animatronic.
1: Yes, so it's, it's
2: Christmas, but he's scary. So he's you could very just do scary. A whole christmas ween display
1: i guess that's true we have some nightmare before christmas that's all the things. same yeah
2: i'm glad that halloween is fighting back like christmas is like nope we're gonna start in july and halloween's like yeah well i'm coming into you <laughs>
1: <laughs> it really is true uh, at target for the last like three weeks they've had christmas stuff slowly infringing on all the halloween stuff <sighs> too early well, anyway, thank you, Tay. That was a I'm glad you suggested that movie. It was a good it was a good one. I hadn't watched it.
0: Yeah, it was a good October watch. Mm-hmm. Thank you, I you both also for hadn't watching. Seen it.
1: Uh Riley, what's next? I already know what you're gonna say.
0: Well, it should be no surprise to anyone in the in the studio today or listening at home, um, that Taylor Swift just re released her nineteen eighty nine album, um, this past weekend. So we gotta Talk about it. I've been waiting to talk about it until she re released it so that we would, could listen to her sure. version.
1: No, I'm now we can't. I expected nothing less. I know. All right. Well, Charlie will be excited. I hope so. Um, I like that you said in the studio, creating an illusion that we're in a studio.
2: Yeah, not
0: just. Well, n- no one, no one knows.
2: I don't think they know. You
0: just, you just broke the illusion.
2: We've definitely talked about the fact that we're in three different locations. <laughs> yeah.
0: We could have an interdimensional studio. You never know. I have a green
1: screen behind me. You yeah, do, what is that and about? it matches Tay's wall. And it, no, you this is a new thing here. You're,
2: you're trying out.
1: Um, Justin put it. I don't know. He's, okay. He the other day he was coming down to record. I thought a podcast, and then he came in and he was like, "How do I look?" And I said, "And I'm not a very good wife," because I said, "Why does it matter? You're recording a podcast." <laughs> And he said, thanks. I was like, no, I mean, Ouch. you look nice. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, it, it, they, they were doing a video, too. I don't know. I don't know if there was a video aspect. But I, in the future, I will say, you look very nice. <laughs> Instead of, why does it matter? I'm sorry. I need work. <laughs> 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 the humaning is still hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. Alright, well, uh listeners, you should check out Ginger Snaps. I don't know where I where did I watch it? There were commercials. It's on T it V. Yeah. 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 Yeah, there were commercials. <laughs> I don't know. So I'm sharing that part of it. But anyway, it's worth it. It's <laughs> worth the commercials. It's good. You can probably get it without commercials too. Yeah. I'm sure there's a way to pay for it. Um or if you prefer.
2: Get it free free. I'm sure there's ways for that too. <laughs>
1: yeah. Mm-hmm we're not endorsing any of the above we're just saying no you should you should watch the movie it's good um, uh, thank you listeners you should go to MaximumFun.org and check out all the great shows there that you would enjoy you can email us at maximumfun.org. and thank you to the novellas for our theme song Baby Change Your Mind
0: this has been your cross-generational guide to the culture that made us I'm Riley Smurl I'm Sydney McRoy.
2: and I'm Taylor Smurl
0: I am still buffering
2: and, and I, I am, am two.
0: two.
1: I enough not to show this one to
2: Charlie Cooper. No, I'm glad you didn't. I thought about that. Like, surely not. As much as I think I think Cooper would appreciate it at some point.
1: Not not today. No, no, not they're not old enough for this yet. Too bloody.
0: I'm Jordan Cruciola, host of Feeling Seen, where we start by asking our guests just one question. What movie character made you feel seen?
1: I knew exactly what it was. Clementine from Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind.
2: Joy Wang slash Jobu Tupaki.
1: That one question launches amazing
0: conversations about their lives, the movies they love, and about the past, present, and future of entertainment.
1: Roy in uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I worry about what this might say about me, but I've brought Tracy Flick in the film Election.
0: So if you like movies, diverse perspectives, and great conversations, check us out.
1: Oof, this is real.
0: New episodes of Feeling Seen drop every week on MaximumFun.org.
1: MaximumFun.org. Comedy and
2: culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.